Welcome to Making Our Way, a podcast where we have conversations about some of the toughest and the best moments in life. This is a place where we hear from people who've created a way forward in spite of and sometimes because of the struggles they face. My own journey raising a child with a rare disease, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, is the inspiration for this. But this isn't just about Duchenne or my story. We all have something we're carrying. That's just life. So this is a place for all of us, for conversation, for connection, and to gain strength from each other. We are each other's keepers, and we can also be each other's teachers. We are better together. I'm your host, Marisa Penrod. Hi, everyone. Today, I am talking with a beautiful, beautiful soul. Today's conversation is with my friend, Hulda. She's coming to us today from her home in Iceland. So we are not afraid to tackle tough topics on this podcast, but we also like to talk about the good stuff, about love and joy and fun and happiness. And that's what we're talking about today. So there's an old quote that's been floating around for a long time, and it says something like, dance like no one is watching. Well, that's exactly what Hulda does, except now a lot of people are watching. So here's how this came about. In the face of heartache, Hulda decided to approach her life with love and by making other people smile and laugh and bringing joy to other people. Her son has Duchenne muscular dystrophy, just like my youngest son, Joseph, and after his diagnosis, Halda decided to, as she says, turn her pain into power. And that's how Dancing for Duchenne was born. On Fridays, almost every Friday, she puts out a new video on social media, and she and her son dance together. Sometimes they're dancing in their kitchen, and sometimes they're dancing at fire stations with firefighters. And through the power of technology, they dance with people all over the world. They've danced with musicians, and they've even danced with the prime minister of Iceland. Hulda talks about how her ADHD is her superpower because it fuels her creativity. And she talks about her fierce commitment to being better, not bitter, even in the face of really big struggles. She's so genuine, and she's so heartfelt. She is just a breath of fresh air. She will make you smile. We need more of her in this world. We'll put her website in the show notes so you can take a watch and listen to her after you listen to this episode. I think you'll be so glad that you did. Hulda, my friend, is just a ray of sunshine, and I'm so glad I get to share her with you. Let's get started. Welcome, my sweet, wonderful friend from Iceland, joining us today from afar. So good to have you here. Hi, Marisa. Thank you so much for having me on. What an honor. Oh, my goodness. What I'm so excited about today is this is going to be fun, and it's going to be about joy and so many good things. And I am so grateful for you to share your story and your heart and your vision for the world. We need more of Hulda in our lives. And, and I think everyone who's listening is going to understand that once they hear you today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. That's so kind of you. So I'm going to jump right in. You are all over social media. You are amazing. You're on TikTok now. You are on Facebook. You are consistent. You do uh, Monday Motivation. You have a Thursdays with Hold a Talk that you do. And I think you're probably most famous for your <laughs> Friday fun. And it's really incredible. You call it Friday fun, dancing for Duchenne. And of course, Duchenne is the disease that both of our boys share. But 
you have taken on this disease and you have turned it into something joyful, not the disease, but you've used it to create joy in the world. So just share with us about your Friday fun and how it came about and what happens during Friday fun. <laughs> now you mentioned all that stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, people must be sick of me by now. <laughs> but yeah, we, so it really started off kind of fun. We really didn't plan anything. We loved to dance and we just, you know, started dancing a little bit. I don't even know why I thought I'm going to record this. We just had so much fun. And then I, the thought popped up in my head, why don't I post this? And it's going to be fun or whatever. And the response that I got was huge. Uh, and it, it really, you know, I thought, I thought to myself, okay, maybe we could do this every Friday. When I got into this whole new world of being a Shen parent, I, I immediately wanted to do something. I wanted to try to raise awareness because I'd never heard the word Shen. No one in my uh, surroundings had heard the word. I think it was pretty much unheard of here in Iceland. That rare, but... Mm -hmm. And I figured I would call it Friday fun. I just thought it was a really, really fun way to raise awareness when it boils down to it, really. And, and for me and I to create fun memories is just the biggest bonus. We love doing those videos and we have so much fun. So Ayer is your son, one of your children. Tell us a little bit about him and how you guys work together and have so much fun on this project. <laughs> yeah, so Ayer was diagnosed with Shan when we, he was four and a half years old. Like I said, we had never heard anything about that word. It was just a freak mutation with him. I'm not a carrier or anything like that, so we, we had no history of this. For a little while, I was devastated, of course. Not for a little while, a long while, actually. I was not ready to hear even Duchenne or talk about it. It took a lot of time for me to process this because I just thought it was like children arthritis or something that he had, you know, and I, I never even dreamed about diagnosis like this. Gradually, as I, I went along, my sister, who's a psychiatrist, she's really smart and she helped me a lot. And that's really kind of when I started to let it all come in a little bit more. It took me a, a couple of months. We got the diagnosis in, in June, the 17th of June, which is actually the Iceland national holiday. So we were traveling and got the news and I don't even remember the rest of the trip. <laughs> it wasn't until the fall that I really started to deal with it and... You know, what is this? What what am I looking at? So, Halda, I think that's so helpful and just so generous of you to share that because when we watch your videos in the, the Friday fun, you are so joyful and it is so fun. I think it's okay for people to know that doesn't always just come naturally and it's not all you are. So after Ayer was diagnosed and you started to deal with it in the fall, what did that look like for you? Oh my gosh, just... A lot of crying, so much crying and just trying to find information, good information. Because the mistake that I did was I started to Google and mm -hmm. I really should not have done that because that takes yeah. you directly to all the bad stuff. And, you know, uh, because I don't live in Reykjavik, close to the doctors and all that. And we didn't have the chance to go to see the doctor immediately and have a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. So we had some time to do our own digging and I definitely would not recommend doing that. But pretty soon into the process, I started writing a lot. I used to write poetry. When I was a kid, I started writing when I was like probably 12 or something. And all of a sudden, the poems just came flowing through me. And I really, really wrote so much poetry at that time. And that was such a big healing for me. Then I started reaching out and immediately found 
some sort of connection with people in the U.S. because they were so friendly and open to talk and all that and wanted to help. And I got a lot of hope and good information. So that really helped me a lot. But I did go and I talked to a therapist. I talked to a priest. So I did search for a lot of help. And that was so important for me. And I can't stress enough how much that helped me. Dealing with the real difficult emotions and the struggle and the grief, it led to you making some decisions about how you wanted to live your life and what you wanted this journey to look like for you and for your son. And you've really approached it with this love and joy and an acknowledgement of the difficulty, but also the potential for joy. And I got to say, Hilda, this Friday fun dancing with Yushan, it's not just you and your son dancing in your living room, although that happens too. But I mean, you guys are out in the world getting strangers to dance with you. You wear costumes, you play instruments. I mean, you are a nut and I I love you for that. It is so fun to watch. So talk to me about how that has evolved into something much bigger than that. Mm, Yeah, I, I just, I absolutely love it. I have ADHD and I really think that's my superpower because I am very creative But I mean, I I always felt when I started doing this, I'm like, how am I going to be able to continue this? You know, but every Friday, every week, something new came to me, some new idea. Oh, we have done this. Oh, let's do Greece. Oh, let's do like the Taylor Swift with the cheerleader, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all that stuff that we did. And obviously, when you want to raise awareness, you need to get people's attention. And I thought to myself, okay, maybe if I could get some famous people to dance with me. You know, and I started, uh, you know, asking because I'm I'm a very forward person. <laughs> I think it's a, a good thing, though, because, you know, if you don't ask, it's not going to happen. So I just started asking people and I asked the mayor of Reykjavik mm-hmm. to do a dancing video. It really snowballed kind of an end. He was so nice about it because people it's contagious, really. Dancing is contagious and it just brings so much joy. And he actually dared the prime minister to do a video. And so she did a video and mm-hmm. and it just, I was like, oh, this is something. Hmm, we can do something with this. And it really blew my mind how people were willing to do this. And it's not all about famous people, of course, but obviously getting them to dance, we get a bigger audience, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. And I think pretty much everyone in Iceland probably knows about Tuchan by now. But I, what I love about it mostly is when we get to dance with the families of rare disease children. Like uh, the video I'm going to post next Friday is such a sweet, sweet little girl who lives with a, a rare disease and, and just meeting those families and making those connections and seeing uh, dancing with other Duchenne boys. We've danced with Duchenne boys in South Africa and sometimes I have to pinch myself. Oh my goodness, where is this taking us? This is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was at one point dancing in the living room with a total stranger who we met while filming our documentary, A Red Journey. Mm-hmm. And this little boy came to us. He was like, oh, Ayer, you're my hero. Oh, my goodness, can I dance with you? And uh. I said, of course we can dance with you. And he invited us to come to his house, and we actually did a dancing video with them. And that's what I love about this. There's so much love. It compels me to go on because I, I feel like I'm meant to be doing this. I agree. You posted something not long ago. It was a video blog that you do so beautifully. And you talked about the positivity that's come out of this and and how we need more of this in the world. And we hear about the negativity and the fighting and all the stuff that is heavy and stressful. And there's really just a hunger among people for laughter. And I think there is just, hold us so much beauty in the fact that 
you processed a devastating diagnosis and your own personal struggles and grief by, yes, you say raising awareness, but you're doing it by putting so much joy into the world. And and that's pretty incredible. I mean, I've watched your videos and, you know, you go into with first responders, you have fire departments <laughs> dancing with you. You have all sorts of people. And I am curious though, do you ask them ahead of time or do you ever just show up and walk in and go, Hey, <laughs> we need well, you to dance with us. <laughs> well, I usually have to pre-plan it a little bit because it takes a little bit of organizing and getting everyone together but I love how this has grown people mm-hmm. are now starting to contact us even the guys my husband is a fisherman he's a chief engineer and works on this trawler we actually got to go on a little trip with them and to my surprise I was like that was the one place that I was like okay I, I won't ask these guys they are too much of an alpha male kind of <laughs> yeah you know, this, that's whole setting and um, that mindset that goes on in the fishing boats is just like mm, very macho and all that and I didn't want to like embarrass my husband by asking them but to my surprise they were like okay let, when, when are we going to do the video and they did the most to this day when I watch the video it still makes me cry because you can just see the love the love is just palpable when I, I, you know we have to do it through zoom obviously because we're in a different country than some of the people we dance with right but to get to dance with the people something just happens. It's just, it's amazing, really. And I I tear up talking about it now. So interestingly, you mentioned Ayer. Tell me what impact you think this has on him. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. I even did a whole vlog about that because initially I was kind of worried, you know, should I be putting him into that position? I mean, he's not choosing to do this. He was quite young. We've been dancing for two and a half years now, I think. And so it was a bit concerning for me at the beginning, but then, you know, as I've seen him grow through this whole process, his self-confidence is lacking sometimes, but it has just spiked doing this. He's mm-hmm. like a Superman. He believes, you know, he can do anything and he's not, I'm not letting Duchen stop me. No, 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 mom, we can do that. He's just have, has this wonderful mindset and it's grown so much. And he used to be shy, that's gone now. He is a big stutter. And even though he has that, he's risen above that even, you know, being afraid of that. He's just grown so much in a good way that I, I feel like, okay, this was the right thing to do for him. And he's here for a reason. He's got a, such a big role in this and he's just my biggest supporter, my biggest strength. And he's just my number one team. He's just Team Hulta. <laughs> and you can see on the videos the connection and the affection and the, the love. You can feel it. It's palpable. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that you guys do this together. And and I think there's a beauty in the fact that Dushan, I mean, Dushan steals our boys' muscles and the ability to do physical things. And, you know, for older boys, takes their ability to dance and, and to walk and to move. And the fact that you guys are doing this in such a beautiful inspiring way and using the strength and the physical abilities that you have and that Ayer has to tell the world that Dushan is out there and and just to spread joy in general beyond the rare disease world. It's not consumed by a diagnosis or thinking about disease. It's so joyful. Well, thank you. I really want to spread the message of that. You may be having a horrible day, but if you start just dancing... You know, it'll make you feel better, even if it's only for a little while. 
Yeah, Halter. So, so you talk about that. You have a couple of things that you share, and and I've heard you say after that, you knew that there were some choices that you had to make about finding light in the darkness. And also that you couldn't decide to give back Duchenne. And I always say that. I wished I could give it back, but I can't. So it's what am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. But you have a really beautiful way of saying, I knew that I either could be bitter or get better. Mm. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I felt, you know, like I've just been, I don't know. It's really hard to explain it, but I felt like at the time of the diagnosis and after going through that first initial very, you know, hard time of grief and all that, this crazy just feeling of love just starting to fill up within me. And I just felt like I had to share that, that I just had like a calling, if you will. It's strange to say this, but I feel like I have some sort of purpose in, in all of this. And if I can do this, if I can help someone out there by, by sharing stuff that helps me. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important for me to do that. You know, you never know who, who you're going to help. And because it's so easy to get stuck in the bitter part. But at the same time, it's so good when you get out of that mindset and you can mm-hmm. get to the better part because, I mean, there's always someone out there who has it worse than you. And I think what you said is so profound, you know, when you say don't get stuck in the bitter. So it's not that we're not going to feel it. It's not that we're not going to have bad days or bad moments or feel the grief or the struggle, but it's how long are you going to stay there? And that's what I always say to myself. I'm like, well, all these feelings are normal. They're not going to say, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel sad or you shouldn't feel bitter. You shouldn't feel anxious, but it's trying to talk yourself to the point of saying, I don't want to stay here too long. Yeah. I don't yeah, want I mean, this I to become what I am. Yeah, I, I don't want to diminish. And I talk about the bad stuff too. And it's hard for me, but I think it's so important. I don't want to put the image out there that I'm this all joyful person that's never sad. Of course, that's not the truth. Right. We we all have our difficulties and we all go through the pain and, and stuff in life that's hard. But we can go from pain to power. And I, I just love this sentence so much from pain to power because doing just one little thing can do so much and you can help so many people just by starting and there's always something that you can do yeah and i think hold so you you shared something with the world and on your social media not long ago i think it was right after christmas you shared a beautiful message about the new year and about hope and you did that very soon after you lost your mom yeah and so i just i think it's important to talk about the whole idea that We aren't joyful in the absence of heartache and grief. We can be joyful in the midst of it. Yeah. How did you navigate that with your mom's passing and and the holidays and being there for your dad? That was a hard time for me. I had some time to prepare. My mom had been sick, so we kind of knew what was coming. But it was very, very difficult. And at the same time, I had, again, this strange feeling of love consuming me and the strength coming to me like someone I feel like someone is just I don't know giving me strength or helping me get through these things it really was and I missed my mom so much but I go back to the dancing because she loved dancing Mm. so I decided to do dancing videos for her in her honor in December and that really that's just one small thing that gave me joy so I just tried to do stuff like that and mm-hmm. I'm very conscious in trying to take care of myself and I talk about this in my videos we need to be gentle with ourselves and I took some time off I stepped away from doing the Thursday talks and all that stuff I was like okay this is gonna just wait I need to tend to myself and my family mm-hmm. and I try to do my daily habits I write in a journal I meditate 
I sing every day. I try to sing a little bit because just do the little things that make you feel joy, that make you happy.、Mm-hmm. And I feel that's helping me so much. But of course, I cry. I miss, miss my mom. And the other day, I almost picked up the phone and called her. I felt like I could give her a call. And it's been a tough time. But at the same time, joy and sorrow are sisters.、Mm. It's just the thing of life. And life always goes on. And as sad that, as that is, when you lose someone, you just have to hang on to those moments of joy that you can and deal with the grief and sorrow when that comes too. You have to go、mm-hmm. through both of it, really. I think that's very important. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful, Hulda. Joy and sorrow are sisters. I can't think of anything more true than that.、Mm. And there's a, a culture, a dynamic, and I guess social media really contributes to this and sort of this we show our best sides and we act like our life is perfect and we only post happy pictures. But you talk about that broken is beautiful. And I love that. One of my favorite quotes is, Everything is broken. That's how the light gets in. Yeah, right. And yeah. I think there's a beauty to that. Leonard Cohen, the poet and, and singer, I always attribute it to him. But I think there's a beauty to that, that broken can be beautiful. And how do you see that? How do you see that in your own life? Wow, what a coincidence that you talk about that. Amazing. I actually just did a Thursday talk today. I'm posting that video today talking about exactly that. I was so inspired after listening to Mitch Stadt's video that you did, the interview that he did the other day, where he was talking about this exactly. And it made me realize because I had always been, you know, I need to be this warrior mom, this fighter and strong and tell people I will bend it, but I will not break, you know, no, no, no,、mm-hmm. <laughs> and be that tough, fierce mom. But I realized that I actually was broken. Mm. And that really was profound. When I realized that, I was like, hmm, okay. And as I started kind of thinking more about that and going into that, I, I, I realized maybe not a bad thing. You know, maybe that's actually a good thing because through the cracks, the light gets in. Yeah. Yes.、Yeah, that can heal you so much. We're all imperfect and we need to just embrace that. Everyone has cracks and that's what makes us beautiful and strong, you know. Yeah. And I think it's how we support each other. I've, Mentioned this before, but early on in this podcast, I interviewed my own counselor because I thought, well, we talk about it all the time. Don't be afraid to get help. You know, you should get help if you need it. But we don't really get into it and talk about it deeply. And I thought, well, I'm going to talk, I'm going to bring it on and talk to my own counselor about some of the things that I've had to figure out and deal with through this journey. I tell people this I'm like, this isn't just Duchenne. Duchenne happens to be what I'm carrying on my climb up the mountain, but everybody is carrying something. And I think if we can just be a little more open and vulnerable with each other, we give other people permission to be broken. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's such a paradox. I mean, we talk about this、uh, the perfect image, and like, all good. And then in the other sentence, we're saying, oh, it's so good to get help. You need to get help. And how's that going to, you know, you need to look at both sides of it, you know? Absolutely. Hulda, what's your dream for, for, for Friday Fun for Dancing with Duchenne? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I have this dream where I want to dance with Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Oprah, are you listening?、Yeah. Oh, <laughs> not, not just because, I mean, just because I love her and her wisdom and all that. I just absolutely adore her and she's done so much good in the world. I think that would be really a, a highlight for me. And, and Michelle Obama, I adore her too. That would be,、uh, that I have actually written down in my journal my dreams. And this is one of them <laughs> to dance with Michelle Obama and Oprah. So、I've, I'm putting it out there now into the world. And I know it's going to happen. I have faith. And, Hold、uh, that. You know. I have no doubt with you in charge of that. Michelle and Oprah, 
We're waiting for you. <laughs> yeah. We are, Hulda is ready. Yeah, it would be fun to have Obama too, of course. <laughs> Hulda has the music queued up. So what's been your favorite Friday fun dancing? And I, I, I hate for to ask for you to pick, but what's been the most meaningful for you about it? Oh my goodness. Wow. That's a really big question. It's really hard to choose a favorite video, but I would have to say the dancing video with the fishermen out at sea because it was so out of character for them. It was so, it was just breaking barriers, really. Our culture is really kind of rough skin, Viking warrior mm-hmm. and all that. And to see those guys just melt down, putting their heart on their sleeves and dancing, that just really was so meaningful. And I can even explain. How'd your husband feel about that one? <laughs> I think he was really actually proud. I mean, he doesn't say it much, but I think he was so happy that the guys were doing that for him. I think he felt the support also. Yeah. And it was a good thing for him too, because, you know, guys kind of always go on the fist and they're yeah. just, you know, you need to be tough, boys don't cry and all that stuff. So I think it was really a sweet gesture on their behalf to show him that kind of support, that they would do that for him. That was just huge. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, I'm so glad you got to do it. Well, so, <laughs> so Hilda, there are so many unique things about Friday Fun and Dancing with Dushan. So I'm going to put your website and your contact in the notes because if somebody wants to do a Dancing with Dushan with you on their own or as a group, you can do it from anywhere because of technology. Yeah, please. I mean, we're always looking for people to dance and, and anyone who wants to dance with us, please just send me a message. I'm on, like you said, Facebook, Instagram. Hilda's everywhere. <laughs> it is amazing. And it's really fun. Hilda, you, you have created a, I would say that this movement of this fun and this dancing, and you have so many supporters and so many people who know who you are and what you do. What do you hope your legacy is that you leave in the world? Oh, wow. That is a great question. <laughs> mm. Wow. Just that the people remember to have fun no matter what. And stay in the light and just live their life to the fullest. We're only here for a short while. Why not have fun and just pour out your heart and and don't be afraid to wear that on your sleeve because so many good things come into your life. Mm -hmm. If you do, the more love that that we put out there, the more more love grows. I think that's really the source of what I am. We need more love in the world. And I, I wish that this message lives after we're gone. Helda, I think you're I think you're already doing it. I think you can be pretty assured that is what you're creating and what will carry on infinitely. So you write poetry, which is beautiful and meaningful. Is there anything you'd like to share? Any, any of your poetry you want to share with us to take us out of here today? Well, I do have this one poem that is my favorite one. And I think pretty much summarizes up, you know, one of the messages, you know, that I really want to put out there. And it goes like this. Even in your darkest hour, you can go from pain to power. Hope is what you need to find. Always keep it in your mind. Mm, That's beautiful, Halta. From pain to power. Yeah. And better, (laughs) not bitter. Yeah. And there's light in the darkness. (laughs) You, my friend, there's just so much there within all of the joy that you share and promote. I am so grateful to know you, to call you my friend. I am better for knowing you. I love you. And I love to spend this time with you. And I'm so grateful that we get to share you with the world. Thank you so much. I I couldn't agree more. All the same to you, Marisa. I'm so grateful to have gotten to know you and call you a friend. I I really appreciate you for doing this, allowing me to share my voice here and just all my love to you. 
Here's to dancing and having fun. Thanks so much, Hilda. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Making Our Way. If you enjoyed this, please share it and be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any episodes. Production support for Making Our Way was generously provided by PTC Therapeutics, Pfizer, and Sarepta Therapeutics. Thank you for making this possible. If you'd like to learn more about the work that Team Joseph is doing to support the Duchenne community and to make the world a better place, please visit us at teamjoseph.org.